Hello and welcome to Ms Marvel Musings. Over the next six weeks, myself and a series of guests will be meeting to discuss each new episode of Ms Marvel as it comes out. We'll be on the Comics in Motion Network and it's going to be really fun if anything... With this first episode is to go by. I'm already too excited. I'm forgetting my words. It's lucky I've actually made some notes for once, everyone. You'll be very pleased to know that. Uh, I am going to introduce my wonderful guests for this first episode. I actually started to write you both a little intro each, but then I realised they were coming out the same. So I'll just say for my very first episode, I have what I can only describe as epic guests to lovely, funny, smart, just incredibly talented women, Tonya Todd and Alison Shelton. Whoop, whoop, welcome. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I should, I should get the title, by the way. Thank you very much. Uh, I can't take um, credit for that. My other half did come up with it. So I had a terrible work in progress title and then lovely Tony Farina, our friend, came up with another one. And then during, uh, dinner time my my other half brainstormed this one and I thought this is what I'll go with his little his little nod to to it because he's completely in love with the show already as well so he'll never come on but at least he can have a little part of it himself so you two introduce yourselves let's go with that alphabet Alison you go first hi I'm Alison and what else would you like to know <laughs> I wrote a comic Reburn that I love very much and I'm a big MCU fan and I'm Super excited about Miss Marvel. And the Reburn Miss Marvel c- connection is that Anjali Bamani, who plays like the nosy auntie in Miss Marvel, the one who was like talking trash about the backpacking girl who mm-hmm. went to Belgium, is also my friend and makes an appearance in Reburn. A character inspired by her makes an appearance in Reburn. So there's some synergy here between Miss Marvel That's and Reburn. Very exciting. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> Because she, she drew your attention as soon as she was on the screen. You were paying attention to this woman. Yeah, and so there's more to come from her. I've been enjoying all of her red carpet picks because she was at the premiere, obviously, in the Moon Knight premiere. And so it's been really, I've known her since college. We were in acting class together. So it is really fun to see her getting this attention that she so richly deserves. She's a wonderful person and actor. That's amazing. You've got to follow that now, Tonya. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm just a fan of Allison's and Rena. <laughs> I'm an author, actress, and screenwriter from Las Vegas. I met Allison because we are both writers, and I met Rhea because we are both fans of Mike Burton. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thanks, definitely. Mike Burton. I know. Also, I also. I'm like such a super nerd. He and I became <laughs> friends, and we just start, like our second episode was only a few after the first one that we did. Like he just interviewed me, and then like a few weeks later, we just had a Marvel movie and Star Wars conversation. Love it. And so I'm here to talk to you about Marvel, and then when we're done here, I'm going to go talk to him about Star Wars. <laughs> it is a time for genre television. It is like an incredible time um, to Stranger Things, Obi-Wan, Ms. Marvel, all pretty much with us. Those are all the shows that I'm watching and the Harley Quinn series. Those are the four things that I'm watching. Mm -hmm. See, I'm I'm not watching. (laughs) And we have Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not watching Stranger Things because we've only watched the first series because 
me and my half Kevin are about two years behind things normally. So everybody's watched everything. I'll have read all the spoilers and forgotten them because it's it's two years later. So this is a rare moment where I'm actually uh, in the uh, in the geekdom being able to talk about it with everybody else because normally it's do you remember this film that came out 18 months ago <laughs> that I now want to talk about and nobody wants to talk about it um, <laughs> so we are talking about Ms Marvel uh, which I just am so excited so as we all know it's come out on Disney plus um, it's a six-week run uh, so six episodes the opening episode is an absolute banger so I'm going to do a really quick episode synopsis I'm going to miss some stuff out because I'm presuming and we've talked about this everybody who's listening has already watched it if not go and watch it because holy shit you are missing <laughs> it's so flipping good um so we open up with a possibly the best opening to anything in Marvel ever and I'm willing to stand on that hill um and die on that hill not you know what I mean too excited uh, so we get we have we have an, an animation of uh that's done by the main character kamala khan and she talk, calls it her 10-part series of earth's mightiest hero heroes so she's run through everything that's happened to the marvel universe we know this is set in the present day marvel universe um we meet her family we start to get hold of all those dynamics we start to understand what her life is like at school with her friends um there's something called AvengerCon going on. It's, I'm actually now describing the whole episode, which I said I wouldn't do, um, which her and her best friend Bruno want to go to. And obviously some traditional family values mean that she can't. Whilst it's like climbing out of her window to go, she takes a bangle that comes from her grandmother and they go to the con. She's dressed as Miss Marvel, Ms. Marvel. She's as Captain Marvel, sorry. And because um, she's a super fan, who isn't? I know actually you're not, are you, Tonya? You weren't a big fan of Captain Marvel. Anyway, we'll come on to that. Um, that's just something I've just remembered. And uh, and something magical happens. And I say magical because I literally went <gasps> in excitement. Um, she gains powers and we, we end there. And we're going ahead. This was a terrible episode synopsis. I actually wrote one down and I've not read it, which is so silly. It was much shorter than this. I was like, cool, teenager, Pakistani-American, Muslim, superpowers, ace is basically what it said. But again, I'm This hosting. was a good detail-oriented <laughs> synopsis. Um, and we also got to talk about how Tanya doesn't like Captain Marvel, which would have right. come and out. And nobody <laughs> listens to you for your bullet points. <laughs> not your charm. That's not the charm. Um, Rhea rambles. Rhea rants. Yes. yes. That's the name of your next show, Rhea rants. <laughs> so I guess what I meant to actually do before this was talk to you both about your experience of Ms. Marvel um, before the show. Uh, Tonya, what is your I, connection to it? I have never read a Ms. Marvel comic. I don't know anything about her. I just knew that it was a teenage girl. That was it. That was the extent of my information. I didn't know how she connected to Captain Marvel. Like they have the same name, but you know, it doesn't necessarily mean they were there was a connection because Marvel is used even in DC, you know. Mm-hmm. And you Just avoid spoilers, them. right? So did you watch the trailer for the show? Or oh, of anything? course not. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was the answer, but the listeners might not. So <laughs> no, so I went into this, I knew less about this than I did about Moon Knight. Wow, okay. 
I at least knew Moon Knight from a game called Hero Click, so I knew some of his powers and a little bit of his history just from playing that game, but I knew nothing about Ms. Marvel. Wow, so you didn't understand how exciting it was when she embiggened her hand then? Embiggened, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was a big Miss Marvel. It was exciting word. to watch her gaining power, but I didn't, there was no callback for me. There was no like, mm. ooh, that's a nerd moment. So I wasn't, I wasn't in on it, but no. it was still very exciting. I think we watched the trailer here like so 30 times and my kid watched it at least 30 times um 40 times uh we're especially excited because they know Anjali so it's like whoa someone we know is on tv which is always fun um but I read all the comics back well not the current run the first run so then I reread the first run um before this because I was curious to read it um and my kid, my older kid likes to talk about how it's different from the comic. So, we, so I had to re up my knowledge. Um, and I, I've always, I really was charmed by Ms. Marvel in the comics. I think she's a really, I am in the show too, but like originally in the comics, I just thought she's like a really, she's a fun, um, she's kind of got like Miles Morales vibes and I love mm-hmm. Miles Morales. So uh, it was, it was nice to see a girl. Do you feel they captured her essence here? I think so. Yeah. I, I, her kind of goofy trying to do the right thing, head in the clouds. Um, and I loved how in the show they showed her thinking through the illustrations on the, like, the side of the building. I loved how they Love handled that. the text conversation between her and Bruno. Yes. I've never seen them do anything like that before. Anyone do anything like that before. I thought that was because text conversations are really hard. Both cinematically boring and they made it exciting. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of had to search for where, where it might show up next. And I loved the neon uh, emoji on the corner of Circle Q of Bruno's store. Yeah. So it was, I, I thought those, and I love those graphic, obviously I loved Into the Spider-Verse. And so I felt like those pieces kind of, obviously I'm not the only one who thinks Kamala's like Miles. So well, you, there's, there's two things that you've talked about were the first things that I wanted to talk about. One was obviously Kamala Khan herself as a character. I just, I love her in the comics. So I read the first run as well. And I, I talked to you and Tony about it. I think I said, I completely forgot it. So I reread it mm-hmm. just before, literally finished it yesterday as well. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, cutting it fine. I've got a lot going on. Um, <laughs> um, and, and just fell in love again, just from, just from the very beginning. And then I, I think in that initial run, I found I got sort of onto issue four and that that was it, it was me. I'm, I'm not putting it down, I'm reading it and I'm reading it all the way through. The story is so compelling. She's such a compelling protagonist. She's so interesting and, and it's a comic that has something to say, but it doesn't bash you over the head with it. And I think that's really important. I think they've got that essence in this as well. Mm-hmm. And I think they've, we've, they've specifically got that with, um, with, um, uh, with with Kamala's character, but also I just think Iman Villani is just, I yeah. mean, I, I cannot get over how amazing she is. Mm-hmm. I, I've tried to write down some notes about why I think she's amazing. And I, I will be looking for you, well, for both of you, you've both been to acting school about, I'm not 
versed enough in acting to know you know I love films I love tv shows I love I love actors all of that sort of stuff but there's just something for me that she brings to it. I can't tell if it's just her natural charm and charisma or I if think it's it something probably is yeah, yeah I mean, no, to be honest cool. she's new she's so young she's a newcomer yeah. she just seems like she loves what she's doing yeah mm. Yeah. And I don't know if you watched any interviews with her. Yes. Rhea, but I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> yeah. She is really, she's overwhelmed to be doing this and she's got similarities to Kamala. You know, mm. she's like, it's she's huge, a nerd. Geek. She loves yeah. Marvel. She lo- So I think she does have like the awe at the world that she's a part of now is, is real. Mm. Mm. Uh, and I, it's, it it's must so be so fun. exciting for her. Yeah. And she feel and it's so I always love when I watch something and I feel like the people in it are responding how I might respond. Like they're thrilled to be there. Uh, because acting is hard and making movies and television is hard work. But you hope that people can also appreciate like they're taking part in this thing that is bringing joy and magic to some people's lives. And when you see performers who embody that, it always feels validating to me you know like oh yeah this is they're doing this thing and and that's incredible and I you get I I get those vibes off her for sure um and the show in general like I watch the behind the scenes like with the creators and stuff and I I think you can really feel their joy of creating this um Muslim American and Indian uh experience and Pakistani experience because I mean I know all the actors aren't Muslim um and creators and stuff but like just this world it's it's the first of its kind in this crossover way um that they're taking bollywood and they're taking all these cultural elements and this mm-hmm. um and they're talking about being muslim the show is not about being muslim yeah. it's just part of it and i think that's the first time we're really seeing that in america i don't know about in england but that it's just like um I think Iman shared a quote, or maybe it was Anjali shared a quote that somebody posted it and said, I love seeing everything I eat and the people I hang out with on TV, you know, and just that, that recognition. Yeah. yeah. You've heard me say it a million times, representation matters. And I think yes, it's, it does. it's so hugely important. And I completely agree that it's the culture and her family. It's just it's just how they are and it's just who right. they are it's and it's natural it's not, yeah see this this is see what we're doing here? yeah not, it's just the way it is and, and she's still having to deal with normal teenage girl issues mm-hmm. not getting along with her her family about some issues dealing with kids at school who are more popular than she is this awkward situation with a boy who clearly likes her more than she does mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh that's good that that translates I was what because I actually thought the moment between the two of them on the rooftop she was given more than I think she often gives in the comic books. Yeah, so I, I think it's cool that you read it that way because that's certainly the way it reads in the comics that he is more into her than she is into him. So well, he spent all that time making those gloves for yes, her. Those photon gloves. <laughs> those photon gloves. Oh, they're so cool. Costume, and then you created these amazing gloves that she leaves in a bathroom. <laughs> she is a bit of a space cadet or space yes. traveler or, or whatever word you want to use yeah she's kind of she's juggling a lot of uh, realities at once even before she gets well, superpowers she really has some focus issues yeah she definitely does <laughs> yeah the scene with the guidance counselor was oh absolutely yes. amazing I like, like, was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 30 seconds yeah. 30 yeah. seconds in I uh, yeah but I know I, people like that I know people where you're like you're gone on like 
I'm sorry, I paused mm-hmm. in my sentence and that's what lost you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think we can see that in, you know, I think we, if there was this sort of character who happened to be male, as lots of our superheroes are and lots of the superhero films have been, have been made about, I, and I was reflecting on this whilst watching it, you know, sort of there is something Miles Morales about her again, like, you know, I think lots of us are in agreement with it about sort of those battling priorities in her life. And it was so amazing when we were reading playing, watching anything with Miles Morales, seeing him doing that, being a real teenage boy who is also not white, um, and to see it as a teenage girl, a Pakistani Muslim girl, is amazing. But it's not, as we've already said, it's, you know, it's not rammed down your throat. It feels real. I feel like we are completely immersed into her life and her world. And there's something about the world building I think is really special in this show. It doesn't feel... Like even when you so the second thing I wanted to talk about was, and we're a bit all over the place, but I just can't help myself. I'm so excited talking about it. Is is I think it's done in a, in a way with those with the graphics with texting, for example, that it doesn't feel like it's showing off. You know, it's it doesn't feel. And although I think this film is great and what Edgar Wright does it doesn't it is great. It doesn't feel Baby Driver showing off, right? It feels. Like it is just her world. This is how she sees the world. It's her imagination. And we don't get to see that about women and girls in general, let alone a brown girl from New Jersey who happens to be Muslim. And I just think there's something so, nobody can see, but I can't stop smiling. They're they're just having fun with it. They're not pushing anything. There doesn't feel like there's any agenda. It's like, this is cool. This is new and shiny and let's just share it. Mm Yeah, and like in the show when Amir, her brother, says like, make sure you say Bismillah before your driving test, it doesn't like say like, explain what it is. And, you know, right. but then she just says it before the driving. And like, if you're curious, you could look it up or if you don't know or, you know, but it's just part of their language, just like in a Catholic show, they might say like, do your rosary or whatever. You know, it's just part of the language of that family and that culture. And and that is one of the things that I really did love about the comic. So I was curious how they'd handle that. And I, I think they are handling it really well and in one of the reviews I read it talked about how they're gonna like I think they're gonna expand the world and talk about partition and like these larger issues that face the Muslim community but in a way that it's integrated within the story um so I'm excited for all of that personally yeah absolutely is there anything for I mean I'm just talking about what things have stood out for me in the show and what I'm excited about Tonya is there anything that really sort of blew you blew you away as such blew me away it doesn't well, have to I, by the way I'm just, I'm just everything blew me away so that's why well, it did for everybody else that I appreciated but there were things that I appreciated but I wouldn't define them as blew me away there I really liked that they had white Muslim representation in here because that is something that is often overlooked and they didn't point to it it's just there it's just one of the friends happens to be white and she's still a Muslim, but it's not something that we need to say, see, it's not just dark people, you know, and so often that's how it's treated. I saw a short a few years ago that was up for the Oscars, and that was, it was very interesting because they were redheaded and white skinned and freckled, and it was, this is what more people need to see. If we had more representation, there wouldn't be all of these stereotypes, because 
a lot of times the stereotypes aren't even based in anything real. It's just based in some a message that has been contrived. So I appreciated that. I liked the counselor. He felt real and authentic. I like that they just had representation in all different areas and no one was particularly negative. Mm. They weren't pointing to anyone being a bad type of person because of what their background was. Yeah, and even, like- even the school bully isn't necessarily a bully, right? Everybody's well-rounded as a character. Mm-hmm. Sorry, and believable. I liked that in the comic too. And they carried that Zoe, the mm. girl who's dressed up as Captain Marvel and who she like compliments her. She's not the typical mean girl who is tearing Kamala down. And I liked that. She's just subtly dismissive. And I think that that is more. Based on popularity. Right. That is more how that operates. Like usually people aren't just monsters, you know, to other people. They're just it's just enough that you wonder, did that really just happen? You know, and I thought they handled that really well. And they do that a few times throughout. So when, mm-hmm. when she first goes into school and one of the teachers mispronounces her name, mm-hmm. um, I thought that's so, so classic white person. You know, we don't take the time often to learn names that we consider to be different just because they're not Sarah or John. And it just, it, that felt very authentic to me as well. And there were just bits throughout that um, I felt like that with with the authenticity authenticity I thought the all the relationships between the characters worked really well I, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed that we're not seeing more of um, Kamala and Nakia because uh, uh, I, I love their relationship in in the mm-hmm. comics I'm hoping that comes a bit uh, a bit a bit later on but what do you feel about both the the, the relationships between uh, her and her friends her and her family is there anything I love her mother. Her mother is amazing. She's a powerhouse. You know she knows more that she's letting on. They're dropping really nice clues. So you probably already know stuff, but I'm saying what I'm seeing is that her mom is in on some secret. It has to do with their family. (laughs) She recognized that bracelet. She definitely did. And that is completely new. Not mm-hmm. in the comic book, which is something we talked about with like our family afterwards. They're clearly not going to do Terrigen Mist, which is how she gets her powers in the comic. Okay. She's an Inhuman. Um, and I don't think they're going to touch Inhumans um, because Inhumans did very poorly when <laughs> they had a television show. So I think they're going to not do Inhumans, um, which is interesting because they're, they're pretty essential to the book other Inhumans show up so I am curious like how they'll handle that because I think this show is going to cover that arc with the love interest who is not who he seems that's why I feel like we're headed um but he wasn't inhuman so I I'm curious how we're going to handle that and um um I I I hope she keeps in beginning I hope we don't lose that like I I don't want it to be Green Lantern adjacent powers, you know, like where she has a, where, I mean, if she does, it's cool. Marvel doesn't really have a Green Lantern. Um, that's fine. But um, I love that in the comics that her physical like klutziness is magnified by having these powers that are about her physicality, you know, and I don't want to lose that because a lot of humor comes from that. And I think she also finds confidence and learning to master her powers and that helps her in her like regular life so 
I'm sure they'll find a way, but like, that was something I loved about the comic mm. and like how we feel like how, when we're going through puberty, our bodies feel so much bigger and, un- and they feel ungainly and difficult to negotiate. And, and then she's going through this with her powers. Like I loved all of that because I certainly felt that way as my body grew in ways I was not super excited about or ready for, <laughs> even though I was a late bloomer, I was still like, no, really? I could just stay like this forever. <laughs> I don't need all of these curves. They seem like hindrance and I get all this attention I don't want. So she's dealing with that. You have to learn how to move your body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your body is no longer your body as you've understood it your whole life. Um, And so I thought that that obviously how that mirrors puberty with her getting her powers. I love that in the books. So I'm curious if they'll be able to retain that in the show. Because she's got a lot of innocence, I I feel, in both the books and the show, which I think comes through really nicely. And, and, it's one of the things I loved about the books is, you know, I mean, I'm glad they didn't do it because she's a teenager, but she's not exploited in any way. She's not a oh, sexy superhero, I which I really liked that they brought in in the in the show with her mum talking about cosplay costumes and and saying that's not you, don't be sexy, don't be skimpy. Um, which of course the costume she had picked out wasn't sexy at all. Oh, we no, were but, laughing about yeah. that. Yeah. The mom, like, how could you wear that? Yeah. Like, it, it's very really tight covered. anywhere. <laughs> it's like a sweatsuit, right? And she puts on that robe, and like, she must be dying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then the helmet, yeah. It's just like she's showing like this much skin, which I'm showing between my nose and my chin. You can't see me, but there's very little skin being showed. Uh, um. Yes. Yeah wouldn't recognize her in that costume because so much of her was covered that unless you were her friend she doesn't have any distinctive marks on her chin like there's nothing that says oh it's definitely that girl but I think that's important as well because I think you know it's un- we know it's unusual to see a a brown teenage girl superhero um so it's I think it's important that she is covered so it it maintains that that sort of theme of her right, the not, of her yeah, yeah and, and the fact that you know she's not really seen at school anyway you know you sort of start getting the impression that her parents don't really see her for who she is either so why will people see you know know who she is in a costume and I think that works really well that that running through I found quite powerful and quite interesting because I think it's you know, it's always unbelievable when we go, oh, you, you'd never know that's Captain America because he's in a suit with a little thing, with a little helmet, right. and it's, you know. Yeah, but look at the know. size. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, you know. But, I, you know, for me, it fits in with her character that she's not really seen. She's not, she's not popular. She's not necessarily beautiful. You know, all of these things. She's not statuesque and, you know, in a little somehow fighting with powers in a bikini. It, it helps her stay true to who she is, I think, as a person. Which her giveaway really was important. I know, I thought that as well, because her fingernails were amazing. <laughs> but who's looking at that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I loved her, the response uh, towards the end when she's at the, cos- when she, you know, she's at the at AvengerCon and she's cosplaying and the reaction of the audience, not just because of her, of the powers, although, you know, obviously that helps her like, oh, cool, you've got this cool thing, but I felt like they, she, she, I thought the representation of a, of a convention was really good. It was really, 
um, sort of accepting and open and everybody there was having a good time. I didn't feel like it was the sort of convention. I've been to quite a few conventions where, as we've talked about before, Tonya, uh, oh, you're not wearing the right sort of T-shirt, so you're not a real fan. I've been to some conventions where there's been things like that, and I love the rep that it didn't represent geekdom like that. It was for everybody to go there and be excited about the Avengers and be who they were, despite the fact they were in costumes. So I really loved that representation of geek culture as well. That really resonated with me in terms of the geeky groups who are more accepting. Hello, Comics in Motion. Hello, you two lovely ladies. Um, well, we wanted to go to this con because it's not very heavily attended, but has yeah. a lot going on. It <laughs> yeah. is really not too big. Like you can get to all the things and I, it was impressive. And it looks inc- like amazing, obviously, because it's a television show. We were like, where is this adventure con? Can we also <laughs> go to Jersey City and attend this? Because I would be into this. I would not have my like crowd panic because it was like, just perfectly attended, not overly attended, not under attended, just like a really nice group of people enjoying the day. It's like, oh, if only. <laughs> I did want to bring up something else I really appreciate is they don't have to go with the, the trite bad parents. That's how the kids get away with all of this stuff. How is all of this happening without the parents noticing? They noticed. <laughs> she did not get away with it. I love that her mother was sitting there waiting. And if that hadn't been the case, it would not have felt real because they had already established that her mother is paying attention and that they care about her. They're not just going to be like, oh, well, I guess she's disappeared for hours. I'm sure everything's fine. Let's go watch TV, you know? Yeah, and that, yeah. I mean, that brings me back to my original point, which I've drifted off from because we've been talking about so many things about those that, that family relationship, which I think is so important, I hope continues to have importance throughout the rest of the show. It, it's very important in the books as well. I try not to do spoilers for you, Tonya. Um, <laughs> uh, I, 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 love I may have done spoilers, but I don't know. These are my, these are my guesses. Are those spoilers? Like, cause they can do whatever they want. Yeah, but, course, plus, yeah. Plus I watched the show with my kid who's like, this didn't happen. This is the exact dialogue. <laughs> Like there's exact dialogue in the show that was in the comic. We both turned to each other. Well, you mentioned the Inhumans thing, and that is not something that I knew. And you said Sorry. you didn't think they would do that because it bombed. I don't think they're going to do it. So no, I don't think they're going to do it. Spider-Man, and you made it come back, you know? Yeah, I don't think they're going to do it. So I didn't really think it was a spoiler. We're not supposed to do any guessing of what's going to happen. No, it's fine. Oh, we do. We're like... So this how are they going to handle so the first episode? I couldn't watch. I couldn't listen to any of the other shows until after the yeah. whole series was done. I was like, oh, he knows way too much about Moon Knight and I'm not going to be able to do this. <laughs> that's, that's kind of how we watch things around here. Like, oh, you know what's going to happen is I'm like, Zuh. but there's no, there's no stopping someone who has knowledge that they want to share, which is our situation which is great yeah exactly but you know it's like uh yeah do you think captain marvel will show up in the show i think yes but i think think not until the end yeah and i think it will be leading to something else going on in a movie called the marvel yes (laughs) i think it will be leading to that yes um (laughs) you know when i get Monica Rambeau, um, probably just Captain Marvel though. But um, I really hope she shows up. Oh, I'd because... love to have Rambo show up. That'd be amazing. Yeah, it is Monica, right? I always yeah. get the two yes. confused. Okay. Um, yeah, 
because she loves her so much mm. and she does show up in the she comics to see. and their interactions are so great in the comics mm. i love them because i think they bring out a side of captain marvel that we don't see as often and i would love i like really enjoy that side of captain marvel when she's not saving the world but she's just kind of like dealing with us maybe small concerns from carol and she won't actually be on the show she'll get a message which is the teaser for now you have to continue this journey so you can see when they meet yeah well i hope she makes some kind of i anyone else we think might appear i think she's the most obvious choice but i just wondered if anyone else because we are very close to new york and random people do show up in the miss marvel book yeah no spoilers no that's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i was about to do a guess and then i was like maybe not uh i do i, I think there will be some crossover i think I we, really you know we so. know it's going on into the wider phase for mm-hmm. the marvel universe with mcu mm-hmm. so so i i can't see why there wouldn't be i think as long as it doesn't take away from her story and what she's doing which is why i would like but Captain it's part marvel of her story Rambo. that's why true, i love true. it when they show up because she gets so starstruck and i, I mean love that i love I was, it when peter parker does that when he meets you know all yeah. of the heroes and I, oh, we're I using love our names. <laughs> yeah, I love it when the MCU feels like life a little bit. Yeah. Like, how would we respond if our world was full of heroes and there were like intergalactic threats and there was a snap and there were all these things? Like, I appreciate when there's any kind of acknowledgement of what <laughs> a really wild ride it must be to live in the MCU, you know? Um, and that anyone's just kind of hanging out and doing stuff. Good for them. I might I- be in my home. <laughs> I was explaining Fearful. to my other half. Yeah, exactly. I, you you go and say that's fine. Captain America, he's like, I'm shaking your hand too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. Like, how would you not be like that? They saved the world. <laughs> I was explaining to my other half the storyline from the comics about a certain mutant character that turns up and her reactions uh, and her reaction to it. And I was like, that's exactly how I would react because he's one of everybody's favorite characters right and sort of she handles it so much more cooler than I would like she is and she is not chill but she's so much more chill than I would be I'd have even more questions than she has can you do this can you do how did that happen what about this thing that happened and she's you know that's what I like she's the she's the fan she is the geek she's the nerd in all of us and we get to live through her what what we would be like Although I still think she's cooler than what I would be. <laughs> well, she is busy saving people. True, so I think that's that true. <clears throat> gives her some narrative coverage. Like why <laughs> she isn't just like, okay, so. <laughs> it's like when you go to the bathroom, how do you take your shoe? You know, like <laughs> that kind of thing. Because we all want to want to know that. Do you, Which do is you like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I do because I hate like one piece that like whenever that's a trend I'm always like that's adorable like I'm not putting my whole outfit on the bottom like the bathroom floor every time I go to the bathroom and I go often so I'm not gonna just take it all off and set it on the ground and if I'm Captain Marvel am I doing that like what do they do these are the kinds of things that I do think about it's the sort like, of thing I think about as well being a superhero they're complicated I legitimately don't wear jumpsuits because um, you have to take the whole thing off. Oh, and what if your maybe. sleeves dangle on the dirty floor? You can't put it back on. The whole outfit. The whole outfit is well, on no, the dirty floor. I know, but you can sort of hold it, can't you? But the sleeves dangle. So unless you do some sort of tucking in 
of the You're sleeves. Gonna drop it in the toilet. And then I'll just wet myself. Time. So no, it's not. I don't. That outfit is for people who never use the bathroom. Like when I see people, I'm like, that's cute. It's like how certain outfits are for people who have small breasts. I'm yeah. like, oh, that outfit's not for me. Yeah. That's how I feel about one piece. Like that's I not for me. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I mean, it is what it is. I think people who have small chests get a lot more fashion choices. I'm always a little envious of those who can wear whatever. I am. Yeah, I don't have that choice. Yeah. And can jog. Oh you know we'll go over speed bumps without it being <laughs> yeah um anyway speaking of outfits we have to talk about her cosplay outfit which is just unbelievable and I love it and I love that Bruno did a great job Bruno does such a great job and they talk about how she had to learn to sew he had to learn to spray paint or whatever he does airbrush, he airbrush thank you yeah and I just really loved how that was put together you know we see how superhero outfits are put together all the time and obviously we don't know what outfit she's going to be end up wearing I have an idea um based on the comics how do you feel sort of or I think it's just really good storytelling about how all these things start to come together but I do want to celebrate her outfit is there any other epic cosplay outfits that you really enjoyed in the show or in in, in the show yeah like, <laughs> or in life hell let's talk about life as well i was actually really sad he didn't show up in an iron man costume i was, I fully was prepared too. for He's him from to her be drawing. Tony Stark. <laughs> he didn't have time did he because he, no, so no, he was so busy working mm-hmm. on hers which was character development like you're yeah, seeing the development of this relationship without them hitting us over the head with it show not don't tell you know it works, it works. yeah I would be like that lame Bruce Banner outfit. So I appreciated him. <laughs> That's the, I'm lame like that. So I see you, Bruno. Um, <laughs> I thought it was great given your like conversation. You were talking about how um, her mom says, don't like look like, you know, compromise your morals for cosplay. And then of course, Zoe is like wearing that like quintessential, like, you know, Captain Marvel costume and, um I thought it was perfect of course and and that costs a lot of money you know there's a lot going on in that costume there's no material to it yeah (laughs) and I loved one of my favorite sequences was when uh Kamala and Bruno are on their bikes and they're talking about how to enhance her outfit make it more her and you know and obviously in the end you know the whole that whole bike ride is fantastic you see so much I've watched it twice I could watch it a third time see not only what they're talking about but what's going on in the streets you know it's choreographed it's a dance what's happening in in that scene it's absolutely just chef kiss perfect um and I love that they're they're bringing in all things from the wider MCU so zombies you know and she says I don't want to be a princess she does not want to be a superhero marvel princess that's that's not her and I love that you know <laughs> Which you know, come on, we all look fabulous in Tiara. We all know. I have some in my room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, again, all character building. It's all really fantastic, but it does bring us on to the greatest costume that is in the episode, which is obviously the Hulk costumes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so good. Which is one of the best scenes. I was heartbroken in I it. was too it was so when she says that you know she's gonna say it yeah because that's what they've 
established because they've said something similar to her and it's hurt her. So she's going to strike back. Um, but her dad, like, that's a really, he is such a warm, like caring per- that he is so committed and that her mom made those costumes. Um, it's a huge gesture and you know, she's going to throw it on the floor, but it's still painful when she does it. Um, and how amazing that, that they picked the Hulk. I so, love it so much. I mean, of course they would pick the Hulk because it's the most coverage, you know, other than the thing who's not really a thing in MCU. So you can't do that. But um, it's just like, it was, it was a good laugh. And then it followed up with just the heartbreak. It was, it was a great scene. Any thoughts on the scene, Tonya? I was so, I was excited that they came up with this compromise because they shot it down and we knew she was going to go. Obviously, she's going to go. So we think she's going to sneak out. And then they offer this compromise. And she slaps it down in the most hurtful way. But again, it felt like something she would do in the moment. And you could see she instantly regretted it. It wasn't something that... So often, they contrive these fights that this would not happen. They've already established that they are beyond this kind of thing. And then they throw in this dialogue that doesn't fit. This fit. It hurt everyone it was supposed to hurt. And she felt badly about it immediately. It wasn't like, oh, well, I'm going to continue with my plan now. No, it hurt her to do that. And she did it in such a damaging way that, you know, her mother was even trying to say, well, you're not going without him. There was still a chance, but her dad was hurt so much. It was just, no, you're not going. And he never says no to her, you know? <laughs> yeah, you, 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 it's established how special to, to him she is, which I think really wonderful at the beginning you know so many times we have superheroes that don't have a healthy home life and and we see that she does if not a slightly suffocating one for her as a teenager in 2022 um and then you know to see that fracture happen and it continues throughout the episode it's not just like you said it's it's not just out of nowhere and it has repercussions you know we see her mum still not properly talking to her we see her dad you know who's who was calm about the uh the the siri not siri what's it called zuzu zuzu (laughs) that's it yeah (laughs) you know he's calm about it and then once once this argument happens once she says this hurtful thing the next time we see him with the zuzu it's all going wrong and i know that's to further the story um in terms of the plan she comes up with bruno but also you know this calm warm loving figure who's so happy that bruno's made this for him and brought them into his life programmed it with urdu which was just a beautiful touch you know he's now angry at Zuzu and but he's still trying to you know keep that warmth with with Kamala but you know you see there's a conflict for me that's what I how I read anyway he's still got a bit of conflict in him about it he says goodnight to her but he's you know he seems angry and stressed out and sad is he taking out on on Zuzu you know that's how I read it anyway (laughs) you're feeling for this guy when AI goes bad (laughs) I take it out on the AI. Yeah, so I, I get it. And like the call center that doesn't understand when you say yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I take That's it out one, on one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how I take it out on. So I can relate to what he's going through. <laughs> they can take it. They're not real. Um. 
Um, I, I know we, we're going to start wrapping up soon. I'm going to be a good host and not make yes. us go on for too long. How do you feel about, yeah, yeah, I'm on it, I'm on it. Uh, <laughs> Tony has to go and talk Star Wars. Um, right. <laughs> how do you guys feel about the action scene, the action in air quotes, because it was hilarious, light action at the end? Do you think that's sort of, do you think that's the starting point or do you feel like it's going to be relatively low stakes throughout the rest of the series I say this looking at Alison knowing that we've both read yeah it. I'm not gonna weigh in I think that's a Tanya question because I have lots of opinions about this based on the source <laughs> material so are you when you say the action sequence do you mean when she first comes into her power she, she uses her powers her? and she knocks the the hammer Thor's hammer and it gets Zoe and she swings I was saying that that was the weakest part of the episode for me because she knocked over that head and I just couldn't believe that it had enough momentum to keep going like that. It should have stopped it. The physics did not line up. I <laughs> no. literally was like, that, that thing did not, not obey the laws of physics at no, all. It did not. It was, it was not that round. It would have right. stopped. Yeah. It would have stopped and rolled. You know, it just yeah. wouldn't have done all. Plus it looked like it stopped and then it started rolling it. Like right. it also like built in the expectation like, oh, it stopped. Oh no. I mean, it was doing it for dramatic tension, but also the physics wasn't <laughs> and then this place was not safe if that's all it took for the entire thing to come <laughs> i <up>. thought the <laughs> same <laughs> which makes a lot of sense because maybe it's more of an underground con and that's why it's so sparkly <laughs> yeah that's why it wasn't <laughs> yeah um i loved that zoe was like automatically know how to use all of it right wasn't like oh i now have superpowers and i know how to use all of these things that just instantly happened to me because that is something i hate more than almost anything in comic book stories is when they automatically know how to use all of their powers with no explanation it's just inherent no it was accidental every time like okay there are moments where let's say there's going to be an act or it feels like there's going to be an accident and i might throw my hands out for force block Mm -hmm. do i have that power (laughs) you know (laughs) throw your hands out because it feels like the thing to do but she did that and oh something actually happened you know (laughs) so i liked the way they handled her i did not like the way they handled the fallout <laughs> but i would hope that the stakes are going to increase to a level of uh, they've i feel like they've set it up for her to be really important if these are cosmic powers then the danger level has to be cosmic and what they showed that word pretty hard like the end scene makes it seem like there's going to be some serious repercussions about her being discovered who are these people yes are they, are they a shield office like i looked familiar but i can't think he of... looked familiar but i couldn't tell if it was so... you or something did you look it up ria i did not because i didn't get to it because i had <laughs> so the you... call time wrong so <laughs> I know, i'm so sorry so if you've no, seen spider-man no way home yes yeah, of course right so that's where you would have seen him from so yes because i'm useless with faces i sat there and went yeah. what what film is he he's he's from one of the other films and and my other half was like, it's late, I'm going to bed. So, of course, I had to look it up um, <laughs> because he's amazing with faces. So he's usually like, oh, it's from this thing with that thing. Um, so it's it's an officer, an agent from the Department of Damage Control. 
that uh, is what I was told to me by people in my family. They're like, oh no, they're from that office that like mm-hmm. manages new like mutants or people with superpowers yeah. or the office of damage control. So dang. But See, I, we didn't verify it. That was just a guess. <laughs> you did. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. Office of damage control, which I feel like is probably a very busy office in New York. <laughs> <laughs> that branch has got a lot of work to do. You know, when the branch in Topeka, like they don't even have one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah so that so you know they do de- dealing with the fallout of spider-man and mysterio so he's the guy yes. who like interviews yes. uh peter parker ned mj aunt may yeah so that's that's yeah, who yeah. he is um and obviously it's it's is it a shield organization you know where is this organization coming from are they going to be the bad guys are they, are the they, guys? Are they going to be in between yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um, i wish yeah. peter parker would show up i have no hopes for peter parker to show up but since he is my <sighs> one of my children's favorite characters i would be he would be beyond thrilled like, i've I heard so much about spider-man i also, <laughs> just I also think... love spider-man but i've heard a lot about spider-man and tom holland and and I think um, Iman Vellani and Tom Holland would be fantastic. I know, on wouldn't it together. be so much fun? It would be great. It'd be so amazing. Just send Zendaya over while you're at it. Oh, I mean, <laughs> she could just be in everything. I'm, I agree. I, agree. Are, I feel like you know, I sort of the stars of my age. So I'm 39. You know, people I grew up with are Leonardo DiCaprio and all those sort of people. Fantastic, wonderful actors of a generation. But I feel like it's so exciting watching these these younger than you know. Weirdly, I don't think they're younger than me because I seem to still think I'm 25. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I met these these younger actors come up and they're actually fantastic. And for me, one of them is Zendaya. I think she is. I think she's an extraordinary talent. She is. The way she, she absolutely is. a teenager, right? I know. She's like, wow, just her posture and the way she talks. The con- she's so confident on the red carpet. And then you get her in these movies and you see the insecurities of a teenager. She's so talented. Yes. Yeah. And she started out, you know, as a child actor. Like yeah. so often they can't make the transition. And, and she did. Like she made it look so easy and it's not easy at all. Um, and so she's she's an impressive person and actor, I think. So basically, we want those three people. All and Tom Holland and her are so Tom cute. Hunter. Yeah, that's because so of course cute. I've seen that, that those yeah. videos too, because that's the kind of house I live in. Like, <laughs> look at how they finish each other's sentences. You know, like, there. He's taller. She's taller than him. That's the big that always gets talked about, which I'm like, can we let this go? It's okay that she's taller than him. Like this is not like the crux of their relationship. Women can be taller than men, by the way. They can make more money. They can be taller. They can do all these things and (laughs) still be lovable. I didn't get a role because I was too tall. Right. No. Yeah, that stuff happens all the time. Still. And they never say it's because he's not tall enough. It's because I'm tall. That's right. He can stand on Apple Box, really? but he can't for the whole thing. <laughs> only, if you're, only for the kissing. Or he could just not be taller, which is also okay. But on screen, <laughs> it's still like, I mean, it's, yeah. There's a reason so many actresses are, are short, yeah. because a lot right. of actors are short. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And, this is not on topic. I know, classic off topic. topic. But I have to say, so I was watching behind the scenes for, oh, what is that? Big Little Lies, that show with Nicole Kidman. And she mm-hmm. said 
that's been a challenge for her in her career because she's on the taller side um, mm-hmm. getting cast. And, and when they were casting that role, it was very important to her to have a man who was bigger than her. Because if you've seen the show, he is abusive to her. and She wanted him to feel physically intimidating. But that that is something that is rare for her. And that she has had to really struggle with uh, breaking through because of her height. And you're just like, okay. It's always something. You can be thin and beautiful, but now you're too tall. (laughs) Yeah, like you can be Nicole Kidman and you're too tall. Such bullshit. Like nobody complains that Tom Cruise is too little. Do they? No, like, I think they would be zapped by um, something. Am I about to be zapped? <laughs> no, I don't know. He's just, he, I enjoyed Top Gun, but like, I know he's, I know that he's a very problematic person. It's, we're not here to talk about, we're not here to talk about men, quite frankly. We're talk, here Perfect. to talk about kick-ass women. Thank you very much. And that's what I think we should end on. Um, because we've got to start wrapping it up. Uh, it was I, great. I love it. One really quick thing. <laughs> We, yeah. we did not discuss the possibility of there being like Cree or Skrull that enter this world because of her connection with. That would be cool. Mm. Is that your very blank way of not offering any spoilers? <laughs> I have not read far. I don't know what to say. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not, not going to say anything. I'll um, stop reading your body language. And but just... I think cosmic. I think that's a good question when you're discussing cosmic things and they were and like they were very into using the word cosmic like which cracked me up to her and it's all mcu it just feels like yes a possibility cosmic <laughs> cosmic maybe let's just leave it at that cosmic yes. she looks at her hand and says that you're like yes. okay yeah we've got it <laughs> that that was one piece of unsubtle <laughs> writing in the thing uh, yeah <laughs> yeah I think people have challenges with cosmic powers, right? Like mm. I, to me, they are, they are one of the more challenging sets of powers to deal with and make them work in a way that people can like latch onto them, you know, like Spider-Man so easy as webs, like our brains can very quickly latch onto that and understand it. Cosmic powers are so mutable, like, and so like they're, they're not never the same. And so I think sometimes it feels like narrative convenience that it's like, oh, now the cosmic powers do this and now yeah. the cosmic powers mm. do that. And isn't it cool, these cosmic powers? <laughs> and so I think that, especially because it's like a coming of age story, I think they're trying to get ahead of the issue by saying, okay, this is going to be about, wrap your heads around it. You know, it's going to be cosmic. Because um, her powers seem to be much more that way in the show than they are in the comic, in the source yeah. material. And I think there's going to be some fans who don't like that. So I think they were trying to be like, this is what it is. Yeah. I feel like it's taken a really strong stand on what the show is and what it's yeah. trying to say and what it's trying to do, which is something I also really appreciate because yep. we, all, we, I'm sure I've talked about it before, but other fandoms such as Star Wars, I feel are too busy bowing down to a, a certain subset of fans. And this show is very proudly not doing that. It knows what it is. I think everybody who's making it is extremely confident in what they want to do and what they want yeah. to say. Um, I would very much suggest that people go and read some more about the creators or watch some interviews about the creators of this show, see what they're trying to do, see what they're trying to talk about, what they're trying to represent um, and how unwavering they are in that vision and I think that's what's making this show so special 
Agreed. And it's, it's not just about Muslim American and Pakistani Muslim, you know, it's created by, and those are the people making the creative decisions and doing the creative work. And I think it's always important to acknowledge the significance of having the people who are creating the material also be um, invested and that they are also, that, that representation, representation matters there. Behind the camera too, not yeah. just in front of the camera. Yeah. yeah. And it Absolutely. makes a huge difference. And I think I, from from this vantage point, I feel like Marvel does a great job of that, and I and and those properties mean a lot to me as a viewer. You know, and if they I can, saw Black, Black Panther in the theater every day. It's going to be normal. It's not going to be something that we're like, "Hey, wow, they actually did this." No, it's going to be expected. We're going to be telling our, our children years from now. There was a time when this wasn't the case. You're like. There didn't used to be interracial couples on television, you know, like, can you believe that? Oh, people couldn't sleep in the same bed when they were married on television. Just all these crazy things that were not allowed to happen. Mm-hmm. And now they can't smoke. <laughs> Warning. And it's very difficult to tell, like, my kids, no, they just used to smoke all the time. <laughs> like, all the time. Constantly smoking. They're like, what? Really? Yes. So much smoking. Now you get a warning. We've started watching Russian Doll on Netflix, which is amazing. But the smoking is a lot of smoking. Crazy. Because I've Mm -hmm. not seen it in so long. And I love Mm -hmm. it. I need to start like a counter. Like, yep, another one, another one, another one, another one. Because it feels so unusual. Hmm? Is it worse than Peaky Blinders? I've not seen Peaky Blinders, so I don't know. Oh, okay. There's a lot of I mean, she always has a cigarette. It's a character choice. And I think now basically smoking is only happens when it's a character choice. Where before it just used to be the actor smoked, so the character smoked. (laughs) You know, it was not a choice. It was just a default. People always do this. (laughs) Yeah, this is what we do. We smoke. Um, Those poor continuity people. Uh, But it was, now it's a character choice. And it really feels like one because you see so much less of it. I, I feel yeah. it's like oh okay she's a chain smoker so what we've, does that we've, mean? we've gone from talking about Ms. Marvel to Russian who would chain smoke. smoking yeah who would never smoke I'm mm-hmm. good that's what she's I like good. to she hear she is a yeah. good girl I know she's having some conflict with her family but one thing she is is a good hearted person that's and very I, clear and I think that's what's going to be really important to the show she is such yeah. a unusual character in the fact that it's you know it's not about overcoming trauma or anything like that it's she's a good heart and she's trying to do the right thing constantly even if that gets her in in some some messes and some tangles mm-hmm. um, and I think that's what's going to be really important about the show right we need to wrap up because Tonya's Let's got do it she's so popular she's got to go and record another podcast so tell us where can everybody find you let's do the alphabet again Alison you go first <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at by Alison Shelton B-Y-A-L-I-S-O-N-S-H-E-L-T-O-N or my website, alisonshelton.com. Tanya. You can find me across social media at Ms. Tanya Todd. That's M-S-T-O-N-Y-A-T-O-D-D or my website, www.mistanyatodd.com. Or you can check out my, pro- my progress in my filmmaking on IMDb. You can find Allison there too. But- you can, <laughs> that's true. That's, that's a... That's a- bit of a secret at this point but yes you can find me there (laughs) I used to do that I still do that I don't know you can find me across social media by Allison Shelton very well said Tanya I am also on Twitter though I don't say much (laughs) you don't Instagram's the place to be follow her Instagram yeah I say lots of things there I feel much safer 
because it is safer I love Instagram yeah Yeah. Yeah. and your Instagram is fantastic you share so many interesting and thoughtful things um I'm constantly having to take screenshots of your stories so I can refer back to them yes that does make me feel like that that does make me feel good um anyway I'm I'm carrying on chatting so you'll find me (laughs) in all the usual places uh at Rhea Carrigan Twitter Instagram obviously Comics in Motion will be here every week I'll be here every week um trying to get you two to come back as well Alison you're going to come back for the final Mm -hmm. episode aren't you yes I will be here yeah. Will you be here, Tanya? I, I should be. be. Okay, yeah. Very exciting. Yes. Well, well thank back. you for asking us to join you, Ria. This has been such a pleasure. I can't wait till we all recommence and talk about sex. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. We're going to do an absolutely amazing um, on film episode, which is about I just figured I'd put in a little. Yeah. And I absolutely can't wait. So we're going to be talking about some sex scenes in films. Good, bad, funny. Uh, We've got a list of them. I think we've only got five. And I think we're going for six. I think we're waiting on you, Ria. So maybe oh, you should call me up. Are we? Oh, shit. For me, yeah. My first one, though, is fantastic. Dirty Dancing. Yes, thank you. Yep. Um, <laughs> so I will message you both about that. Well, let's say goodbye. Uh, goodbye. Should we, goodbye. Should we say cosmic together? <laughs> Just maybe. stare at your hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Nice. I'm going to count us down. Ready? Okay. One, two, three. Cosmic. Oh, cosmic. <laughs> I can tell you to have some sort of acting talent. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, me squawking cosmic in a microphone. <laughs> That's it wasn't squawking. I'm taking a picture of us looking adorable. <laughs> okay, great. All right, thank you both. <laughs> Bye. Bye.